Hello again. Pastor Deborah here. Welcome again to the garden. Oh, I see some of you are still here from the last teaching. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. Oh, okay. Yes, we're getting ready for another class. Everybody can come back or you are free to go and listen to anybody here in the garden. There's lots of teachers. Sometimes you learn from the flowers. You just sit and let them sing to you. Breathe in their beautiful fragrance. Yeah. Well, we're starting another lesson, another part of setting the captives free. This is sort of Pastor Deborah's journey for many different stories for you to understand how you have been a captive and probably still are and how you need to be set free of many, many things. Pastor Deborah was doing that in the ways of the world I thought of mental health counseling, yeah, trying to help people who had problems of depression, anxiety, which is really fear. They don't want to say that, but it is fear, fear of anything. Some people are afraid to leave their house, cross a bridge. It's really fear of death that they're in bondage to and fearful. But I was trying. Now, you don't hear the words captives in mental health counseling. You hear bondage addictions, troubles, biological problems, emotional problems, the past. Need to be healed from the past, the trauma. But they don't call you captives. That's a spiritual word. So, And you surely don't learn how to set a captive free. But what happened was Pastor Deborah had military training. She was a dependent of an Air Force officer, and married a Navy Master Chief, yeah. Grew up in the military, a freedom fighter. If you will go to the front page of the website, you will see a wonderful man, Gomer Pyle. His name is really Jim Neighbors. In a military uniform, sing a song called The Impossible Dream. I think that's it. I call it the Song of Freedom Fighters. It's a wonderful song. It will inspire you. That no matter how battered and beaten up you are, you will reach for that unreachable star. You will right wrongs that need to be righted. You will be bruised and weary. And even if you leave your loved ones, and you can only love them from afar, you will go into hell itself to help people. It's excellent. It'll get goosebumps going on you. I use that as a a theme song. It's powerful. It's a military mindset of setting the captives free. Yeah, it's on the front page. You'll see it, the impossible dream. Become a fighter. Let's begin with prayer as we always do. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have brought so many today to the class of setting the captives free number four, and that they are here to learn not only how to be free themselves, but how to set other people free, how to be a freedom fighter. Let them love that song called The Impossible Dream, and even the one by Elvis Presley. Yes, Father, help them. Help them to desire freedom for themselves spiritually and for all of humanity. Put them in the military. Help them to spiritually grow and learn from you to how to set the spiritual captives free 
of bands of wickedness, bondages, yokes of slavery, and the fear of death itself. Help them, Father, so that you are glorified. The kingdom of heaven is demonstrated and showing its glory and power here on earth now right in front of its enemies that through these people through their decisions and their thoughts attitudes and their beliefs and their actions you and the kingdom are glorified influencing others and bringing the culture of heaven right here into their spirit soul and physical body and into the earth and the world around it we thank you for all the help you can give us In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right, in review, in lesson number three, I went over sort of questions that God had asked Pastor Deborah about helping people. First, you have to know that there are captives out there. Could you agree that there are people that need help? How's that? Mental health says there are. Even the biological world says you've got a sickness, a disease, you need help. Child abuse, you need help. You've had trauma. Even in the military, there's trauma. Because our spirit is a spirit of life. It does not like to kill anything. It does not like to see anything oppressed. It will kill to survive. Because sometimes it's either you die and I live, or I die and you die too. And usually what happens in cases like that, that's when disassociation occurs. The soul will split into another personality with the powers of the spiritual being. Because it says, as you think in your heart. So you will create a person or thing that can kill Mm -hmm. to do the killing. You will do that. You can be overtaken spiritually and in your soul by other people and things to do the killing. Mm -hmm. And when it's over with, you may not have any memory of it. But slowly over time, it does come back and bother you. In flashbacks, great guilt. That's why a lot of people go after drugs and alcohol and sex. They're trying to numb the truth of what they've done or what they didn't do. They're trying to hide, and they can't because it's always there until it's taken away by a hand of love and thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. That same hand offers forgiveness for what was done. But that's all a part of setting the captives free. And what Pastor Deborah went through, as if you remember or if you watched it, was through some questions about, could I see their hands? Could I hear them? And I kept going, no, sir, I don't know who you're talking about. I didn't know who these people were in this darkness or couldn't see their hands or hear their voices i was completely blind deaf and ignorant of these beings that this god was asking me if i saw i had no clue that they're what he was talking about i could see people in the natural but that's not what he was talking about so in order for him to help me to spiritually see what he was asking me as in Lesson number three about these hands and people in the darkness crying for help, reaching up for a hand to find them. He gave me a vision one day early on as I'm getting ready to set the captives free. Because you can't help people till you know who you're going to be helping, 
where they are, what their conditions are, and you can see them and hear them, then I had to know the Father's heart for them and see he was in a hurry to reach them. So here's how he helps you. He did this with Pastor Deborah in an open vision. One day, very early, after I was asked these questions, I'm walking in the parking lot of a Walmart Walmart store. All of a sudden, I'm on a white, narrow line, like the lines between where the cars park or a little trackway. Wait, and on all sides was darkness, smoke, and flames. And then I saw the hands reaching up. And then I could hear the screams and the cries, Help me! Help me! Someone, please help me! They're reaching up. I could see fire coming off the hands. The screams were getting louder. Then I saw more hands and more hands and more more voices. They're all saying, help me, help me, I'm here, I'm here. Can't you see me? Can't you hear me? I'm alive. I'm here, help me, help me. I want out, I'm alive. Help, help. I was given this vision to see who God had been asking me about. Could I see them? I was seeing hands. Could I hear them? I could hear them. My spirit could hear their voices, their cries. I could see smoke and flames. The higher their hands reached up, I saw a demonic claw just pull them back down. I start crying. God, help him, help him, please. God, oh God, I just cry. And I'm walking into Walmart. It's like time to stop. And I'm hearing and seeing. And I'm on this trackway. This white line, very narrow. I could hear them screaming. I could see the hands, the claws, the demon claws pulling them back down. Then it would be silence and there would be flames and smoke. And then it would start again. And God said, I'm showing you what I'm hearing. I'm showing you what I see, where I'm sending you. Now can you see them? Yes, sir. I can hear them. They hurt. Oh, God, help them. Help them. Help them. I am. I'm sending you. No, sir. No, sir. I don't know how to go. I don't know where to go. Where are they? I'm sending you. But you can hear them now, can't you? Yes, sir. You can see them now, can't you? Yes, sir. Can you hear their heart cries? Yes, sir. Do you see their enemy? Yes. And I'm going to send you. I don't know where to go. There's no place like this on planet Earth. I don't hear nothing about it in church. Where is it? And then the vision, every time I'd start to cry, fade away. I go on into Walmart. And I'm in tears on the inside. I don't even know what to think about it. There were people somewhere in flames and smoke. And I was above them. And there were these demon claws. I had no knowledge. Ignorant. This was all in the realm of the spirit. I was being shown the kingdom of darkness and bondage and captives who were desiring freedom, who were screaming, calling out for help. And then it started happening in other parking lots. Anytime God needed to keep reaffirming to me, 
who he was talking about. I had to have a deep understanding of this world, of the prisoners that were captives that needed to be set free. I had to have a love like he did. So then became the months and months of crying. I'd go to church and we'd be in praise and worship. I changed every song into a prayer. And I would cry uncontrollably for those hands. I don't know who they were that were in the flames and the smoke. I had months and months. I was in the valley of tears, crying and crying and crying all the time. I wasn't happy and praising God like everybody else. I was in tears. I couldn't stop. God was letting me feel his heart for them. All the songs became prayers to God for them. I would say, God, I don't want any more blessings from you. I'm on my way to heaven. I have, but they have nothing. They don't know about you. They're trapped. They're captives in the kingdom of darkness by demons and fire. I didn't know why. But I prayed for them in deep intercession and tears and wailing in church with people sitting next to me. I couldn't help it. I'd be in home in my car and a song would come on and most people would be happy. Praising God for what he had done for them it was all about them. The selfishness of their their own salvation with no thought to anybody else. They didn't know about the hands in the darkness. They couldn't hear them. They couldn't see them. I could. The valley of tears lasted for months and months and months. And my heart was breaking. I was feeling the Father's heart himself towards these people. I was reading Isaiah 61. I was reading in Exodus about his love of his people. But I knew he had to have a help here on planet Earth. He chose me. I chose him. He chose me because I had had a life in the military, desiring to set captives free in other nations. I was a freedom fighter. I'd go into hell myself to set the oppressed free, just like they did in World War One and Two. I was brought up in that framework of duty and service to freedom. I was disciplined and training. I'd give up family. I was never a part of the community. Any place I went, I stayed on the military bases. Freedom fighters were my company. Airplanes, bombs, tanks, and marching, and soldiers, and a life of service and sacrifice for freedom to set the captives free. God could use me if he could educate me. Remember, my education was of a mental health counselor, because that's the only way I knew. Did it help some people? I'm sure it did in their souls, but not the spirit. Not the ones that I saw in the vision. Mental health counseling was not going to help those in those fires, smoke of the kingdom of darkness. You don't hear about any of that in mental health counseling. You're working with the biological body, which is important and valuable. It must have all of its chemicals, its neurons, everything it's hormones in balance to be functioning properly. No injuries, no tumors, no cancers. And then the subconscious. It must have balance as well. Fear of 
terror and fear and trauma. And if it's disassociated into many parts, the mental health world believes we need to bring them all back into one. And everybody is aware of the trauma. You relive the abuse. You know exactly what happened, who did it. There's no more forgetting. They say the body has memories. It's really the soul. And everything comes back in. Now you're a mess again. But they believe that's how you get healing. Pastor Deborah learned you take it all away. You don't re-traumatize the people. And it's just gone. And if you have a new birth in Christ, then that person who was traumatized as a child is dead. And the new one that comes out, nothing ever happened to it. But that's that's a big leap for most of these trauma abuse people to learn. And there's a whole spiritual captives from generations past. There's all kinds of in the soul and spirit mind control, training, disassociation, splitting, dark side parts, light side parts, demonic spirits, unsaved human spirits, rituals, meetings, death, killing, blood, all kinds of stuff. And I knew nothing about that in mental health counseling. It's not taught. It's not taught about human spirits that need to be set free. Doesn't talk about people, human spirits, moving from body to body, to body to body. Doesn't talk about demons. Doesn't talk about hell. Doesn't talk about what is spiritual slavery and captivity. But I was learning. I was having the visions. I was crying the tears. I was feeling the Father's heart for them. You can't help people till you get at least these two stages. You must know who you're going to help, and you must be able to hear their cries and have the heart of the Heavenly Father. He wasn't done yet. Before he could really get me going, because he said he's going to send me, he had to ask me a question. So one night, I'm in praise and worship in this church. Hands raised, eyes closed, just praising God. And I hear a voice. I knew it was the Holy Spirit. He said, what is the desires of your heart? Have you ever been asked that? And I answered in a nanosecond. To be the spiritual mother of those people in the flames, the hands, the spiritual captives. Those in multi-generational Satanism, the occult, child abuse, homosexuality, transgenders, nations, kings. Those into the goth movement, heavy metal music, drug addiction, whatever. So I could turn their heart up to the Father. And he said, it is done. Right then and there, I became a spiritual mother, a shepherd. A pastor to all those in the kingdom of darkness. Mm -hmm, Right there. Nanoseconds. Have you ever been asked what the desires of your heart are? Is it connected to the heavenly father? See, a mother's role, which I had to learn. I had to study it. She's the bond of the family. So I was taking on one part of God's image and his likeness. The mother part. And I was developing within me that deep love 
And these spirits were so damaged. They had such fatherly abuse and motherly abuse. Do you know in Satanism there's something called mothers of darkness? Mm-hmm. They evil, wicked spirits. Some of them are politicians, leaders of organizations. They are powerful spiritual women mm-hmm. that have started many of things. Some of them started eugenics. That's a good study. If you go check it out. A lot of them are leaders in politics and the law, judges, and all kinds of businesses. Mothers of darkness. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're in witchcraft, the occult, psychic, psychic killings, all that. But a mother's job is to connect to the child, nurture it, guide it. Okay, my job, a lot of these spirits couldn't do the direct connection. They needed mama in there to love them with their voice, provide the words, be a peaceful voice to them, and then say, I'm representing him, to turn their hearts to the Father. Most of them Satan knew. He could defile a mother and a father's image to the soul, through the biological body, that's child abuse, to the spirit, through demonic spirits and powerful human unsaved spirits. He could deny the bonding, the setting free of the captives. They would never want to be a part of this spiritual family of God and Jesus Christ, the kingdom of heaven, because they already had their image of who this God as father is. So he, so Satan had to destroy the father image and the mother's likeness and they would never accept spiritually. So I became their mother on the phone in the spirit. Rock them in my arms, this little baby. Talk to them because that's what you're dealing with. And I was doing all this through the Holy Spirit under God's guidance and I would tell them about this father that loved him. And when they were little, grown up a little bit, they were ready to meet him. They weren't so afraid of him. Because a lot of them, their spirits are afraid, even if they get born again. Because fathers and mothers have been very wicked to them. So I was learning how to set the captives free. First, I had to learn how to see them and hear them. Then I had to have the father's heart for them, as he did. Isaiah 61 and 62, foundational. And then I had to become this mother, shepherd, pastor spiritually. My voice had to be tender. I had to be able to be a teacher, as we're doing right now. But the job was never to hang on to them. They had to grow. They had to find him. They had to learn to find Abba. And have a relationship with him. The spirits had to learn and be anchored in love. And they were doing that through the word and through Pastor Deborah's spirit, a human spirit that could anchor them in love, touch them in love, let love, they were even afraid of love, the spirit was, and to slowly heal them. And then they would desire 
Well, who do you serve that gave you this love for us? I'd say the Father, the King of the kingdom of heaven. Would you like to meet him? Now, they were already saved, but now came the introductions. A lot of people believe, but they don't know him personally. They are afraid of his Holy Spirit, afraid of his love, that it might hurt them, betray them. And they've had that happen. So I was in a deep level of spiritual setting the captives free. And God had worked me slowly through months of test and trials, giving me spiritual experiences to see who he was talking about, always reading Isaiah 61 and 62, learning his heart's desires for humanity. Tears, always crying for him to have his heart's desire, his inheritance, and for them to find him. I had enough. I asked nothing of him. You have to get to that point that you want nothing from him but what he wants for other people. And then you'll be asked that question like I was. What is your heart's desire? Mm -hmm. Because you can't help people and set the captives free till these three things happen. And once they do, then you are ready to start really learning about setting the captives free. Now, at this point, I'm not even anointed yet. Don't have the power behind me. Don't have the grace, all the gifts, but that's coming. And that'll come in the next lesson, lesson number five of setting the captives free. So in review of this lesson, you must have a vision. Who you are to help. Where they're located. What their condition is. You will become like a doctor. You must, go to, you must have a love of people. You must have a love of hurting people. Then you must have training, education, experience, supervision to learn how to do that. Before you can go out and do it. Then you must have a heart, tears, deep desires to help those in pain. And see that you're not the answer. The earth ways are not the answers. But only this heavenly father and his kingdom and his Holy Spirit and his son. You will cry. It will break your heart of the condition of humanity. It will break your heart at the condition of the Father who wants them so deeply. He's paid such a high price and yet he can't get them. Because he doesn't have enough laborers who are trained and willing to go. And asking nothing but to serve him to get his desires accomplished. So your desires must become his desires. That's another whole story, I'll tell you. Two becoming one. I'll get to that in one of these other lessons. Then you have to have your heart's desires must be tested, tried. You must be asked that question. What is it you really want? What do you really desire deep inside of you? 
Mm-hmm. And it will come unexpected, just like it did with Pastor Deborah. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for one more little lesson about setting the captives free and what the process is and how you took Pastor Deborah through it so you could be about your business and the victory of the cross can extend out through generations and how you desire to work with a human and to combine forces together and to have well-trained well-educated laborers in your field to do your work for your kingdom and your heart. And we thank you. And, Father, be with them now as they're here in the garden and as they return home. And, Father, continue to help us as we learn how about setting the captives free, the processes, who they are. Tell us your stories you did with Pastor Deborah. And help us to see those that we do not see. And to hear those cries we do not hear. And to become a freedom fighter. To march into hell to get them. And to give up all, everything. To set the captives free. We thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Alright. This was lesson number four of setting the captives free. We'll pick up. In lesson number five next time. Bye, everybody. Have a great day in the garden. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually. And hear how she has helped people spiritually, the Lord's way, for many, many years. Come again, watch another one. And we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments. And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at Agape Love is here dot org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.